and welcome to the Reality Breach Podcast. My name is Sergio, and I'm your host. Uh, we also have Josh. Say hello, Josh. Guten Tag. Oh, German. And Reed. Hello. Uh, we are going to discuss used games this week. Used games. To the consumer, they are a great thing. To the, the businessman behind the video game industry, it's they're, 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 they're the devil. We're going to discuss the two sides of the argument and try to come to consensus, consensus over whether or not they should exist and to what uh, to what level they should be sold. So, Reed, what, what are your thoughts on used video games? Um, I, I'm not completely against used video games. Uh, I would like... I, I like the idea of them being there, and I I'll have to say I'm not very familiar with who all does it. Is it only GameStop that really handles in them? I mean, I know a lot of online stores do, but I guess those count just as much. Yeah, yeah. GameStop, I know uh, Best Buy's getting into it. Uh, I think oh, are they? Redbox is going to get into it. Uh, uh, what do you think, Josh? Uh, I think used games are very important. Um, without used games, um, I wouldn't have any Nintendo games or Super Nintendo. I kind of just stopped buying used games as much as possible when they became disc-based. And uh, you buy them, and there's like a mouse farted on them or something, and they just don't work anymore. But uh, I actually bought a used game for the first time in years yesterday, so they're very important. Okay, okay. So when either of you buy a used game, do you feel any guilt for buying it used? Not even a little bit. (laughs) I wanted to clarify one thing. When we talk about used games, are we really talking about that old of used games, like... If you went and got Final Fantasy VII, you know, you're going to get that used for the most part. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we talking about that kind of used game, or are we talking about somebody returned a game and it's on a used pre-owned shelf? Uh, We're we're mainly talking about the business practice that GameStop is currently in the middle of using, where they give you money for your games and then they sell them for way more money than what they gave to you. And they're the only ones who profit from it. I wouldn't say they're the only ones, but... Oh, well, the people who publish the games don't. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The publishers do not when, when, a, when a used game purchase occurs. Which they shouldn't. They got their money as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if I go and sell something to someone else and then they sell it to someone else, I'm not getting a cut of that. I already made my money. It's not mine anymore. Hmm. Okay. That's an interesting argument, but what if you were the person selling these things, and you had plenty of them. Like, you have plenty of... I'm going to say... cameras. You're a camera salesman. Mm -hmm. Someone buys a camera from you, then they go home. Some dude comes into your store, says, I want a camera, and you're like, awesome, I've got all these cameras on the shelf. And then that person gets a text message from the person you just sold the camera to and says, I don't like this thing, you want to buy it from me? And then he walks out of your store... Because he has decided not to buy from you. How would that make you feel, cameraman? That would make me feel like I should probably go into the used camera business then. Yeah, that, that's what he's talking about, is that it's the aftermath of selling games. Yeah, the publisher, whoever gets the money, whoever makes the games, gets their money first. But once there's enough outside on the used shelf, you don't even go look at the new stuff anymore because you're concerned about saving $3 or more. Exactly. And well, I mean, when you use the whole model that GameStop uses, it's it's kind of, I I feel like it's you know they're they're 
selling me a used game that's let's say seventeen ninety nine, or I can buy brand new for nineteen ninety nine. I'd rather spend the extra three bucks and guarantee that I'm getting everything that comes with a new game, minus the scratches, minus someone else handling my uh, my manuals or my case or the disc itself. I can guarantee that. That's what I don't like about it. Make it a little bit cheaper. It'll be worth my while to spend fifteen bucks as opposed to twenty, as opposed to two. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. If there's such a marginal price difference, like you said, seventeen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, even with the discount card, talking about GameStop, that comes with it when you try and use it, that it doesn't matter if it turns into a four, you're, that you're saving a fourth of the price. It doesn't matter. It's still, I, I don't know. I would rather spend the four dollars and you know have a brand new game. And admittedly, it's not because I'm doing it for the developer. Is doing it because of my ner- neurotic idiosyncrasies. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, me coming from a standpoint of I have no neurotic in- idiosyncrasies when it comes to buying used games. Shit. I, <laughs> I will buy used. I, I'm not going to buy that game new, even if it's you know only two dollars more. Plus, with all the sales GameStop runs, they'll buy the you know they'll do the buy two get one free, making three twenty dollar video games cost. Less than forty bucks. That, if you that buy is used. I, I'd like to amend my statement by adding that if there's an offer up, I'll do it. I'd get the used, but if there is no offer, I would rather go three or four dollars. Well, this is why I uh, I usually play older games. Like there's only a few franchises where I will go out and spend fifty nine ninety nine on a game. Um, Assassin's Creed Two was twenty bucks. I bought it. I would never pay fifty nine ninety nine for Assassin's Creed Two. I'll wait the year. I'm okay. I can wait. There's only a couple franchises that I cannot wait. I will buy them immediately when they come out. Uncharted, Metal Gear, Grand Theft Auto, things like that. They're worth my 60 bucks because I know I'll play the hell out of those games. Hmm, okay, well, we're, we're not going to talk value proposition here because any, any game that gets old is going to drop in price. Um, but... Used games are a, the, probably the biggest profit uh, machine in the GameStop toolbox. You know, they give you what fifteen dollars for a game that came out two weeks ago, then they throw it on the shelf and they sell it for fifty four ninety nine. Even if you use your ten dollar uh, edge card or your your ten percent off edge card, you're still going to get that used game for fifty bucks, and they're going to profit about twenty five thirty thirty dollars on it. Which makes sense for the GameStop company, but it doesn't make much sense for me as the consumer. You know, I, if I bought a game for sixty bucks, opened it, looked at the package, said, "You know what? I don't think I want this." Now it's only worth fifteen. Mm, not so much for me. Well, yeah, yeah. Trading games into GameStop has, is is not a consumer friendly process. They, if the consumer knew they could just sell on eBay for fifty bucks or forty five bucks. They would, or if they had the means to do so, they they probably would, or if they had the patience to do so, they would. But they don't. They just take them to GameStop and say, "Give me what you will give me." You know. I was going to say, don't sell the consumer, don't give the consumer so much credit that it's lack or lack of ability or ignorance. A lot of times, it's laziness. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll I'll, I'll agree to that. <laughs> it's oh my god, I don't want to fill this out. Oh my god, I don't want to package this. I don't want to wait. I need it now. I need that new game. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yes. <laughs> but 
here's here's one thought that I had. Maybe, huh? And go ahead. Oh, sorry. Here's here's a thought that I just had. That I tell me if I'm just way off base or if it just doesn't make sense. You know, I, I would rather see the money go toward the publisher. This is I'm going to try not to make this go into some bigger. Uh, not used game argument is like corporations and all this and that, but you know we're already getting price, maybe a little price gouges on how much games are anyway, a little bit I think I don't I'm wrong, but you know, God forbid that GameStop actually actually take advantage themselves as a corporation and do the used game thing. And what I'm saying that you know otherwise people would just keep those games and they get no value for them other than selling it between each other. Instead, GameStop said, here's what we can take advantage of what people are going to do, want to do anyway. It's just the nature of corporation to me it, in itself. It, it is the nature of, of wanting to get more money. Uh, but if you look at PC games, there is no used PC, PC game market because once you buy a PC game, put it in your computer, use that one one-time use code, the disc might as well be, you know, Garbage. Yeah, and that's fair. And if that's the case, then the developer should do that themselves. They should learn from PC gamers. If they really want their money that bad, all they have to do is a one-time activation code. And and uh, now, not hard. GG, I think that's the direction it's going to go. Because I hope not. <laughs> because used games, the 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 profits of the developers and publishers. Is, is dropping because of used games. When you know that your copy of... Uh, that, that you, you made the game Dead Space, and you know that you sold 2 million copies of Dead Space, but you see on the you know Xbox Live or Sony servers that there are 4 million to 5 million people who have played Dead Space online... That's yeah, not five, that many people yeah. are sharing the copy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's 3 million more people than what you sold. Yeah, I mean, on the same token, though, it goes back to the same thing. Once you sold your copy of it, you know, I've I've put out my product, right? So um, someone bought it. It's now theirs. Now, I'm not saying that they can go and charge people to rent the game. I get that. But if you want to sell your copy, you don't get it anymore. You know, it's it's just you're selling your copy. I don't think they should get kicked up any money for that. You know, it should just be this was mine. I paid for it. Now I'm selling to this person. I don't get to use it anymore. Are they going to kick me some money when they sell it to someone else? No. No. It's just it's gone now. Well, the the idea of selling the stuff you own is not it, that's not a bad thing. The idea of a company leveraging that as its main business practice is kind of shysty. Shysty. If we're going to if we're going to bitch and moan about GameStop and try and stop that, we may as well just stop all the tobacco companies while we're at it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like I'm buying tobacco and then going, "Hey, Reed, you want to buy it off me?" No, 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 no. I just, I just mean it's, it's a well-known thing that cigarette smoking is bad for you, and yet all they're do, they're not trying to stop it at all. It's just, let's just keep raising the prices because we know smokers are going to come back. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about the two business practices aren't that far off. We shouldn't, if we're not going to gouge smokers or tobacco sellers, what's they going to do about GameStop? I mean, nobody gives a shit about that. Except for the thousands, you know, of people losing their job because their game didn't sell, you know, sell enough copies. Well, I mean, they're also battling that with uh, downloadable content as well. I mean, you can't yeah, sell that, DLC, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've actually yeah. got a perfect example. I, I was playing Paradise, uh, Burnout Paradise. Now they've got a whole ton of downloadable content. 
Um, now, if you buy the game in the store, it's whatever it is now, 20 bucks now or 30 bucks now to buy it brand new. If you buy it online for 30 bucks, you get the game plus all the downloadable content for free. So they try to make it better to, to download the game and all the content. They make it a little sweeter pot. Um, but if you sell that game, like the store-bought version, you're not going to get all that stuff. So they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to do it that way, I think. Oh, yes, yes. You- they're, they're trying to make some money back on the, the DLC stuff. Because if you look at companies like Electronic Arts, and I think THQ may be doing this as well, they're including a one-time-use code with all of their multiplayer games, like Medal of Honor or Battlefield, that basically says, put in this code and you can play online. If you sell, Have they actually, actually put that into action, or are yeah, they just talking no, that they're going to That is currently being done right now. Oh, okay. uh, it's a one-time oh, use code to play online. If you sell the game to somebody or give it to someone else, for them to play online, they have to chip in 10 bucks. Yeah, That's exactly what Warcraft does, except for, I mean, you, you can give the disc to anyone you want. The disc is really irrelevant at that point. They, at this point, they just give you the disc, you install it, you don't need the disc ever again. If you give it to someone else, they can install the disc, but you're going to have to pay the 20 bucks to actually yeah. have ownership of that disc now, plus the 15 bucks a month to play the game. Yeah, and you got to go get your whole other copy on their digital downloads and stuff like you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, but but th- that's that MMOs such as World of Warcraft are their own beast because there's a monthly fee involved, so it doesn't matter who gets that disc. If you're one, if you want to play that game, they're going to get their money. Yep. I I think it re- after talking about that a second ago, I think it really falls to the de- to the developers. I mean, God forbid the game stop trying to leverage something. To make a profit, not that I agree with that type of business management or business marketing, but, you know, whatever. I mean, more power to them if they're going to do it. Nothing illegal about it. And if they really want to stop it, the developers need to do the one-time modes. need to be smart like PC people. And they're doing – PC developers and publishers are doing just fine, aren't they? No. They're not going under. Um, well, most PC games are very niche and nobody buys them. Uh, the, the, the console market is, you know, a billion times bigger than the PC market. And well, a, a, well, a, a, a lot, the, a lot of games like, say, Crisis were developed for consoles and then ported over to PC as an afterthought. Hmm. Well, but is that to, it, well, I was just mean they're not losing their business because of, you know, games or whatever. They're losing it because just the simple fact of what PCs are and PC gaming is. It's a little smaller community. Obviously, consoles are a much bigger community. Right. Uh, then, then that's what they should do, is just put a one-time code. Whether they will or not, that's different. Hmm. <laughs> well, th- then what you're doing is cutting out the, you know, cutting out your retail partner. And GameStop. GameStop sells ass loads of games, new and used. You know, you, you don't want to cut... Just like... You don't want to go into an, an all-digital platform where you have to download all of your games, kind of like the PSP Go, because then you're going to piss off Walmart and Best Buy and GameStop and anybody who I, sells games. I actually wouldn't have a problem with them doing the one-time code thing, but here's the thing. I don't want it to go back to the old days of you know cartridge games. If they would offer like a, a pretty decent-sized demo, um, a level or two of every game, Good. Let me know what I'm getting my money's worth. You know, because I remember back in the old days, you buy a game, you got, but you you went strictly by what was on the package or the cover of the cartridge. 
You buy that game and it's crap, and now you've just spent sixty bucks, and it's a one-time thing, so you can't even try to get your money back. Well, I, I, I don't know if I can agree with that because the 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 consumer has the opportunity to be informed. There's literally hundreds and thousands of websites on on the internet that are dedicated to showing you what a game is before you actually buy it. And I want to play a game though, because I, my opinion is not strictly ba- based on. Someone else may enjoy some. You guys love that game, um, well, Darksiders. I couldn't stand it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 all based on opinion. You show me a video of Darksiders, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. But when I actually had it in my hands and I'm trying to control it, I just didn't like it at all. Hmm. Yeah. If they're willing to offer some sort of free test trial, you know, the first level or something, complete through the set first two levels, then I'd be like, okay, you know what? One time code. I've got to play the game. It's on me now to to if I buy it and just end up not liking it. Yeah, I, I would kind of I would really agree with that too because um uh, like there's a game called Dragon Siege three coming out and I was really happy that there's a demo for it even though I'm pr- possibly might still buy it but I was really glad to see that there was a demo for it so that I, I knew exactly what I was getting into and now I'm I am pretty much more informed it doesn't matter if there is you know GameSpot or IGN or Machinima.com do whatever their video reviews within the week or written reviews you can go read. You know, it's not the same as sitting there playing the game because there could be so many little things that irk you that don't irk me. I mean, like you, you hate Borderlands somehow. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you hate Borderlands, but you do. Play about 40 more hours of that game and you'll know why. <laughs> and I'm not saying I love Borderlands. I'm not. I'm not preaching for it, but, you know, there's a vast community that loves that game. And it's a good, and it is a good game. But, you know, but that's just the point. You would have liked... I'm sure you would have liked to have had a demo of, you know, how however they could ma- manage that and make it good for a demo for that kind of game. But I'm sure you would have liked that. Uh, see, I'm on, I'm on a completely different level on that. I don't play demos. Uh, I rarely, I rarely, I never, I never download demos. Wow. And see, I, I can. You must I be rich. Can, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> You just buy all games willy nilly. <laughs> no, I wait till they're cheap, and it doesn't matter if they suck. Yeah, he's it, he's fine spending twenty dollars on something that was mediocre. You know, yeah, it's twenty dollars is twenty dollars is twenty dollars in my world. So you know, I, if, I, I'm I'm a thrifty spender. If I spend twenty dollars and I play through an entire <laughs> game that sucks, I then have the permission to dog the shit out of that game because I spent my money and I played the game and I know it sucks, and I'm going to enjoy telling people that it sucked. Wouldn't it be more gratifying if you did it if you spent your sixty dollars? Because then your opinion is a little petty because you, you know, all you spent was twenty. Get over that it sucked. I mean, well, not everyone can can spend sixty dollars on a third tier game. Well, I mean, a perfect example as well is uh, I when I first got my PlayStation, one of the first demos I downloaded was a uh, Metal Gear Four and Mirror's Edge. Played Metal Gear Four demo, loved it, bought it, never looked back. I enjoyed that game. Spent sixty bucks. Played the demo of Mirror's Edge. I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. It's new. I like the, how they have the first-person running type thing. It's kind of cool. When I actually bought the game and played it, didn't really care for it that much. But I couldn't bitch because I played the demo first and said, okay, well, this this you reeled me in with this little part. The rest of the game kind of sucks, but you got me. What do you that's mean? fine. What do you mean you can't? Yes, you can bitch. Eh. You, like, that's, that's like watching a movie trailer and going, oh, man, that looks really good. And then you go to the movie, and the only good parts were in the trailer. You can still oh. bitch. No, that's because not. it wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't my type of game. I didn't that's, enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would. I, not that I, it's a bad game. Sure people would love that type of game. 
I see where you're going, Sergio, and I think I, I really would have to be in the middle about that because playing playing a game and realizing you don't like it later when you get the full experience is a little different than watching something and being bombarded with the funny parts of a movie and then come to find out it's really not that funny or they even though you've already seen all the funny parts through the trailer. You, you don't know that as the viewer. Yeah, and 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 you mentioned Borderlands. I'm going to go ahead and jump into Borderlands. I liked the first like four hours of Borderlands. Then I realized it's the same shit over and over. That's like almost every game and, outside and, and, of story. But not only is it the same, but it's also incredibly, incredibly long. And I didn't like Borderlands. You know, I, I liked it, but I didn't like it. So uh, the first few hours were not representative of the of the entire experience. But it's better than reading about someone else playing the experience and be like, okay, well, I'll take their word for it and how they viewed it, you know? That, well, but that, there are a few words that can be said that do define that kind of thing. If Sergio had, you know, I don't know how long. I'm just, just for an example, not victimizing you or saying you're dumb or some, something like that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> they do outright say this is a dungeon crawler. This is crazy M- similar to an MMO. There's a lot of time spent on this game, hours, hours, hours. And, you know, and, that, and that's just a thing that goes with, games like that anyway you go play half the final fantasies you're going to see people with a hundred plus hours of playing the shit and if you don't like that then you should have already known getting into it that's true as well because i i'm not ignorant if i go play even though final fantasy 13 is linear i know that but if i went back and played 10 that i i already am very knowledgeable that that game's going to be like 120 hours of running around getting crap (laughs) But I think we're getting a little bit off topic. Used games is what we're talking about today. How we got there, I'm not really sure. We talked about that used games should have demos and blah, blah, blah. Exactly, and and that's neither here nor there. Demos cost money to make. And and, and getting getting them uploaded to the servers, you know, through cert and downloaded to people's consoles, that, that takes money that some developers are not willing to put on certain games. Yeah. Especially if they don't even know if it's going to be a good game, right? Uh, well, how's that my problem? Make sure it's a good game. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, like take take take, take Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. Take Duke Nukem to fuck you. Duke Nukem. Every the most anticipated game of I'm going to say three decades. Two. The nineties, the nineties, the <laughs> aughts, and then the teens. <laughs> and. That game apparently sucks. Haven't played it. Can't say for sure, but it, apparently it sucks. You know, so so obviously the the publishers don't care. They they want to get games on the shelves for you to buy. Well, I mean, it, it, I don't see how it's any different than a used car lot. I mean, are used car lots kicking money back up to Honda or Ford or whatever whenever they sell a car? I, I don't know if they do. I don't think so, but it's the same deal. You're it's, I, would, yeah, I, mean, do, I would. I, I wouldn't say it's the same. Do this? I'm sorry. Do other used industries do this? Is this something they're victims of as well? I would say yeah. Like they're they're victims of people not buying new cars. But in the case of cars, people don't just stockpile cars. Well, no, that that's fair. But I mean, even in other things where you can kind of stockpile or put a little more money into, it's easier to. Do, when you buy something used in other markets, does it not go back to the creator or developer or whoever? No, it doesn't. It never does. Ne- in any it fast never, used. ever does. So then why would it with video games? 
Yeah, they want. I'm not. I'm not saying it should do it. I'm just saying there should be a way to combat the practice of doing it on such a large scale. Like, what? What, what if? What if all of the, the biggest of you know publishers, EA, Activision, uh, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, all of them decide, GameStop, we will not give you any of our games to sell unless you promise to sell them new exclusively for, let's say, 90 days. 120 days. I'd, I'd be for that completely. I mean, I see nothing wrong with that, but the developers just have to grab their nuts and do it. Yeah, like, they can't just do it one at a time, you know. They, they, they have to, 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 to basically show their powers. Like, look, we give you your product. You're using our product against us. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, they do hold the power. If the developer pulls it away, GameStop doesn't have anything. Exactly. So, And they should take advantage of that. But on the same token, if they're really that worried about it, why not open up Comca- a, a Capcom store or a Konami store or something yeah. where they're selling their own used games? We'll buy our own games back and then resell them you know, at a lower price because they're used. You know, If they're that worried about it, why don't they do that? Because it's uh, that's a huge undertaking, and you can't just do that on Mega Man money. Yeah. But but even still, aside from just that, they should just do the. If they're going to do something like that, they should just do the one-time code. It'd be a lot easier. Oh yeah, if if, if you do the, the the one-time code, that pisses off consumers. Yeah, that would a, piss me off a, a lot. I don't see why that would piss you off. The developer is just saying that you get this game. I mean, there are other ways that you can go about it, and you can still sell the game. It's not like you can't. No, you can't. You get that on eBay, Craigslist, or Amazon and sell it. No, because once you use that code, it's done. But aren't they going to give you... Wouldn't it be like you were saying with the EA where you can pay $10 and get the code or whatever? Well, it, it, it depends on you know what type of stuff is going to be behind the fence, you know, the paid fence. If, if the entire game is locked out unless you have that code, then selling it is useless. Well, I mean, I, I could see what you're saying there as far as uh, I sell a game... You know, normally without this one-time code bullshit, thirty bucks. Okay, thirty bucks just sold that game. It works perfectly fine for the other guy. Now they installed that thing where it's you have to pay ten bucks now. Well, guess what? That ten bucks is coming out of my pocket now. I can only sell it for twenty because they're already paying ten bucks towards it. Makes sense. It's th- that money's coming out of my pocket. Yeah. As the the reseller. Yeah. And Which pisses me off. <laughs> right. Right. And uh. uh, uh EA, EA is one of the biggest companies trying to combat used use game sales. And another thing that they're doing is they're building in multiplayer into almost every game they release, whether or not it needs it. Like Dead Space. No one wanted a multiplayer you know, part of Dead Space, but they made it. They did it anyway, hoping that the game would find some legs and be able to perform you know, over a long, longer period of time because people want to play online. People don't trade online games. They trade single-player games when they finish the campaign. That's not necessarily true, but I see what you're going with it. Well, I'm not going to say definitively like everybody, but if you take... take what's, the, what's that game called? Oh, God. I can't remember it. Enslaved. Enslaved came out last year. Mm-hmm. Hugely well well received. Everybody loved it. It's now like twenty bucks, like in less than 
five months it was 20 bucks because everyone who bought it, they played it, finished it, said, oh, that was good, traded it back in because there was no reason to come back to it. With multiplayer, there is a reason to come back to it every time. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of games are, are multiplayer only, you know. So, I mean, I, I just I don't like the trend where it's going with all that. But that's a whole different show. So, <laughs> <laughs> which game are you talking about, Sergio? I think I missed what game you said. Uh, Enslaved, Odyssey to uh, the West. Yeah. yeah, I had I don't actually know anything about that game. Yeah, me neither. I've never heard of it. Yeah, like it. it critics loved it, but everyone who bought it was like, "Yeah, this is good," and then. Just kind of sold it back, or they didn't buy it in the first place. It it just didn't do well. And anything that's single player, the fear is people are going to play this, and then they're going to trade it in, just like they did all those other games that we made. Well, I, mean, just, I, a, I don't see the big deal if you buy a game and you're it, they don't want you to resell it, whatever. So then it just sits on my shelf collecting dust for all eternity. No, so no one makes any money off of it, right? No, we we they, they give you incentive to keep it on your shelf. By putting in a lackluster multiplayer, <laughs> like like what like what THQ put in Bioshock Two. Yeah, there's a and, multiplayer in that. Uh huh. And uh, at what Activision did to Singularity. Uh, I don't know anything about that one. Didn't know there was multiplayer on Singularity. Oh yeah, there's there's a multiplayer in Singular- Singularity. It plays a lot like Left 4 Dead. Way to way to do your homework, sir. <laughs> it's what he does. All obscure garbage. Being in industry was very obscure. That's way <laughs> underground. Industry. <laughs> but uh, obviously, used games aren't going anywhere unless someone steps up and does something to to combat that. And it's it's something that we're going to talk about more in our next episode. Next 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 time we're going to talk about downloadable games and how they affect the industry. <laughs> The industry <laughs> and how they affect the consumer. Uh, we're going to talk about Steam. We're going to talk about XBLA, PSN, uh, the Wii crap market. Um, because I, I think that the downloadable trend or downloadable games trend is tied directly to the used game trend. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just another way to combat it because you know if I'm going to spend twenty bucks on downloadable. I'll spend twenty bucks in the store, unless they're going to give me a little something extra to make it sweeter. And they usually do with downloadable specific content. Yeah, especially if you can only get it the one time. Like with God of War three, if you certain places you bought it, you buy it and you get this one time only use code that will only work one time ever. You sell that game, they're not going to get that code. That's true. That's that's another thing that 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 is being worked into. Everything is pre-order bonuses. Yep. That that is actually something I wanted to say before was about that, like downloadable content that comes with any games, and that they're used. I I really hate that. That you can get a you know like take Crisis Two when it first came out. I don't know if they've rehashed it or anything, and and they don't offer this anymore. But the original edition was quote unquote the limited edition and gave you extra uh, DLC in the game and. And this is what I did. This is exactly what I did. I didn't know about that at first, and I bought it used for fifty four ninety nine. And then, and this probably all plays into everything we're talking about. I saw that, and the code was used, of course, because the person who had it before me used it. And I was like, "F this! I'm going to go back." And I took it back, 
and got my money back, spent six more dollars, and got the the new edition for the downloadable content. And I wish that there was some way that, you know, and, and I was ignorant to that. I'd never dealt with that problem in uh, in used games before. I'd never had to, never bought a game with DLC and thought even thought a second of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that's a unique situation in that you're like, screw this, I'm taking it back. Typically, what, what they'll do, I believe they did this with Mass Effect 2, is the, the pre-order bonuses six months after the release or three months after the release of the game become uh, paid downloadable content. So if you really want Shepard to wear some sort of cowboy hat, you can just pay for it, you know? Well, no, th- this wasn't like pre-order bonus stuff. This was just, you know, I guess the first run of the game edition or something like that. It, it wasn't like GameStop specific uh, like a DLC. Oh, uh, okay, okay, like special editions. Yeah, it was more of a yeah, like it was the chaps in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't. Is that just me? I don't know. That was just you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a Josh mod. <laughs> Josh mod, the Josh, and that isn't it, Josh. The Josh mod. The Josh mod. <laughs> that sounds like a band. It is a band, actually. A band of douchebags who buy used games and destroy the industry. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. With Lugo on drums. <laughs> on rock band drums with cymbals. Of course. It has to be rock band. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, I thank you guys for joining me today. Any final thoughts? Read. Go. What? Final thoughts? Final uh, thoughts. I'm not necessarily against or for the used game industry. It's great for the, it's great for me. It's great for everybody else who's a consumer. But if the developers or whoever that has the power says that it has to stop, then then I'm for that just as much. There's no difference between the two to me. Josh, get your pets spayed and neutered. <laughs> All right, Bob Barker. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Uh, no, I, as far as the whole used game thing goes, it, it's it's always going to be a touchy subject with me uh, because I am a thrifty gamer, uh, and uh, it, if they would make the deals a little bit better on used games, I'd buy used games. I don't feel bad at all for buying a used game because the developer, you know, is losing some money on a game that you know they've already made their money off of anyway. Could try to suck off the same teat, make something better. Wow! At, at best, they should think about lowering their own prices. Uh, there you go too. Why do you I would think, buy new if it was cheaper. Why do you think the prices are so high? Because they're because they're making it for four different people. They make it once, and then four people suck that teat. <laughs> so they have to charge sixty bucks up front. Well, you got your sixty bucks now. Leave it alone. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing with it. All right. Well, my final thought is: use games, as I said, aren't going anywhere. The, the GameStop's going to find a way to make money off them, and. Until the publishers step in and say "f you, GameStop," it's continuing. It's going to continue to happen, and it's going to drive trends towards d- downloadable content. Which, as I said, we'll talk about next time. But th- la, 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 la. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Reality Breach podcast. Uh, for Josh and for Reed, I'm the host Sergio. Enjoy. Oh, and visit TechEdition.com. See ya.
Tiene.